Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Cologne Mendez. On with the show. Welcome into Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us the EP. Special guest, Nevada Putnam, even under the weather, is joining us. This is episode 219. We'll be getting into NBA Southwest Futures, NHL Central Futures, and the Blind Five. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing great, bro. You know, teams are undefeated. Life is good. You know, I'm a little sad Nevada set the bar so high now. I can't use being sick as an excuse, but... All right. And how are you doing this evening, Nevada? Good. The Mets kicked in, so we're feeling okay. <laughs> he actually sounds a lot better. That's so funny. <laughs> and how, how are you doing, fuckface? Uh, you know, still being a fuckface. <laughs> that's that's Mr. Fuckface to you. That's that's Dr. Fuckface DDS to you. <laughs> DDS Esquire. Yes, Esquire. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. it is time for celebration, boys. The top of the ninth inning, the Los Angeles Dodgers have a 10-2 to lead over the Colorado Rockies. Everybody say it with me. <laughs> Suck my dick, dick. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Dick Bonfort is his name, the owner of the Colorado Rockies. And uh, one of Nick's uh, mentors, idols, and just all around a good friend. And he just wants him to wrap his lips around his, his uh, phallic object between his Throbbing legs. penis. <laughs> Dick, sell the team, you cattle bum. Mind you, this is the same owner who said the Rockies this year would be a 500 team. They're going to be a contender this year. Well, yeah. you can contend yeah. with these nuts, Dick. Yeah, yeah. And your 100 losses, you bum. Uh, that that uh, loud noise in your ear or on your radio was courtesy of Jermaine dropping his, clattering his microphone all over his room. So we're, we're, we're lost as a show right now. Yeah, it's it's not it's not Eric's headset rubbing against his shirt. This time it was my it was <laughs> it was my microphone being kicked into oblivion because I got caught on the cord with my legs crossed. Uh, Eric, go ahead, set up the blind five. Eric, what's that? Eric, what's that? Before we start blind five, what's that little jewelry you got around your neck? What's oh, that? My what's G- that? My Jesus what's piece. That, what's that Jesus piece you got around your neck? It's my Jesus piece, dude. That real? Yeah, it's real. Twenty-four karat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Praise, praise be, brother. Yeah, I started wearing it. Uh, you know when the Eagles started winning, so can't take it off. What um, chick? What, what chick are you trying to bang with that? <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna move into his the, name is Felix. Uh, no, that's, we're gonna. That's a very nice name. He's he fixes home. stuff. I hear. 
Uh, all right, we're moving. That's why he's got the mustache. He's handing out the rides. Yeah, look at that, dude. You got you got the Jesus peach. You got the mustache. Hola, hey. hey, man. I'm just trying to get in touch with my inner culture, bro. You know what I'm saying? He, he's letting oh, out his latent homo- He's let he's letting out his latent homosexuality, dude. Yeah, just, it's just oozing out of me. Yeah, right it's now, very like Freddy, a little bit of pre You know what I'm saying? Freddy, it's very Freddie Freddie Mercury of you, Eric. Yeah, I appreciate it. The stash. I do got some big ass teeth. Anyway, um. I'll say Sarah could. I'll, I'll say Sarah Jessica Parker. All right, all right. My, my guy saw Travis Kelsey. He was just like, "I need to get me one of them, dude." I honestly thought about that. I was honestly talking about it to myself in the mirror today when I was showering. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, maybe I should try to make like a Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift mustache joke." But let's be real. I'm eight inches too short. 130 million dollars too short in the bank, and uh, I don't who play has, the who, City, Wait, so. Eric, who has a 10 inch penis? What? What do you mean eight inches too short? <laughs> I'm talking about my height, brother. I'm talking about my height. Here's what you should do. You should put on your Jason Kelsey jersey on Halloween and buy a Taylor Swift cutout and walk around like that as your Halloween costume. Or just a blow-up doll and then tape her face to it. <laughs> At no. least I get double use out of it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, we're going to move into the blind five here. Uh, for the first uh, option for the blind five – I'm going to go with Ford versus Ferrari. The driving movies. Chris Hemsworth movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, then fucking Ford versus Ferrari. Obviously, it's Marvel movies. Uh, driving movies. Floyd. Uh, Floyd. Jeez. Fro- <laughs> that Avoid. movie that you named. Uh, <laughs> that's a good movie, but I'd, I'd say... I like opening with four on the first one. So Ricky Bobby's going to be on this list. Days of Thunder. Gone in 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. Fast probably is going to be on here. Uh, Tokyo Drift. I would say three, but but I'm not uh, necessarily going to. All right. I like that movie, so we'll go three. Okay. This could also be Christian Bale movies, and if that's true, then we should have put this at five. He's going to throw a speed racer at you. Next, I'm going to go with um, Baby Driver. That movie's all right. Five. Five. Yeah. Now, if you were to put Drive with Ryan Gosling. I was about to say. I was like, that handsome motherfucker just out there swerving on that bitches. Skirt! Skirt! All right, all right, all right. So next is going to be Gone in 60 Seconds. One. Ah, hold on. Maybe not one. Two? I'll say two. Two. I'm good with two. I like to live, leave us room to make a mistake at one. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Gone in 60 Seconds, like, it's fire, but it's it's not it's not one. Yeah, but we grew up with it. so it's, That's why I went one. Yeah. I just yeah. immediately was like, what? That was yeah. the greatest thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. I truly, Julie has sex with him in the car. She's so hot. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we have three down. Uh, last two. I'm going to go with The Fast and the Furious, the original. I'm good with four. I'm good with four. Yeah. yeah. The original is so corny if you watch it now. Tokyo Drift is my favorite one. And lastly... Not least, Bobby Lashley. 
drive. Oh, hell yeah. Number one. Let's go. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's a fire. We keep killing this game. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. These executive producers, bunch of bums. No wonder they're three and three combined in real life football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Three and three. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it, Eric. Hey, Nevada, that's 500. You're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. That'll get you the Hall of Fame in baseball. Easy. Well, well, easy. We're crushing it, Eric. Do you see how angry Eric is that he, you just called him 3-3? Three and three? I'm not angry at all. His whole personality is being 3-0 and and an Eagles fan. Yeah, I mean, he could get fucked. He said the Longhorns were 3-0 and they were 4-0. So. What a bum, dude. Yeah, sorry, what sorry a, I made a mistake. What a Do you dork. Football? No, <laughs> what a I dork. <laughs> now he's upset. <laughs> I'm not upset at all, dude. Dude, did you see that look on I'm just saying, him? quote unquote, let's do this one Whoa. quickly, and then Whoa. you fuckers are going to 10. Whoa. Eric. It's, we're not even at 10 minutes yet. The time is at the top, big fella. You can Eric. see it. Eric. His fingers just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got it's some. Actually, you got some <laughs> You got some piano playing Vienna sausage for hand. <laughs> no, I can't play the piano because my fingers don't stretch that far. Can't throw a split finger either, dork. <laughs> what? That's the mark of being cool. Can you throw a split finger? Hey, pretty cool. <laughs> How many people can throw a split finger in the, in the MLB? Oh, probably a bunch. All of them? What's the percentage? Uh, twenty. It doesn't matter what your Rudy Pooh candy has. Let's move it to the NHL Central Futures. Twenty six percent. Twenty six percent. Better than Kyle Schwarber's bad, dude. <laughs> do you know that there has? Do you know that there has never been uh, a hitter like Kyle Schwarber in MLB history? Yes, I believe it, dude. Hey, first of all, I got nothing but love for Kyle Schwarber. That man came back and sacrificed his whole defensive career to give the Cubs a World Series. So, I appreciate it. Uh, Eric? (laughs) What, I got it up for you guys. Let's go. Oh, so I have to drive? Yeah. That's what you do. You're the host, right? No, you always (laughs) – See, this, dude, now, this guy. Dude, see, now he's upset. Now he's upset. Yeah, okay, cool. So we're doing the NHL Central, and so apparently since Eric has read all the odds for every other future we've done this entire year, I'll go ahead and take over right now. But he's not upset. He's not upset. This division consists of the Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, Winnipeg Jets, Nashville Predators, St. Louis Blues, Chicago Blackhawks, and Arizona Coyotes. Last year's order was Av, Stars, Wild, Jets, Preds, Blues, Yotes, Hawks. Um, We'll go ahead and kick it off with the division winner, Colorado Avalanche, who have finals odds of plus 1,000. Sorry, that's to win, correct, Eric? Uh, that's to win the Stanley uh, Cup. Okay. The way I read it, I was like, is that just to make it? Because that's not bad at all. Uh, division odds, uh, plus 150. Uh, to make the playoffs, yes, minus 1,000, no, plus 600. Over under points, 106.5. Uh, we'll turn it over to you, Nevada. All righty. Um, so they added uh, Jonathan Druin, Ryan Johansson, Miles Wood and Ross Colton to their roster. 
Uh, some of the notable departures are JT Comfer, who's now dead. Uh, Eller, Evan Rodriguez, Alex Newhook got traded. Matt Nieto, Eric Johnson, who's in Buffalo, and Jonas Johansson. Um, they also are not going to have uh, their captain again for the year. Landis Gog is going to be out till at least the playoffs. Um, there's a small chance he could play in the playoffs, but probably not the, the best. Um, he had the same procedure. Was it Lonzo, Tremaine? The yeah, Lonzo Ball. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty nasty as far as recovery goes and getting back to it. So um, they're going to be without him. So pretty much status quo as far as the roster goes. Uh, they still got the same goalies. Defense is pretty much identical to what it was last year, the last couple of years, really, um, with the exception of Eric Johnson. And then uh, this offseason, they really did a good job getting more depth. Um, Ryan Johansson's going to be your second-line center. Miles Wood and Ross Colton bring a fair amount of grit to the game, but still some skill. And then Jonathan Druin was uh, Nathan McKinnon's teammate in – Halifax in the um, juniors and they're hoping to rekindle some of that magic because he was very good. So uh, if he can do that, you know, might be looking at a 78 point kind of guy. So um, I don't, I don't have any issues with the abs. Um, I think they got better. They kind of got back to that depth and grit that they were missing from last year a bit. Yeah, I think I agree with that. The Colorado Avalanche have a fantastic defense, and they should be a, a regular season juggernaut. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Elber points, yes, to make the playoffs. I actually will not take them to win the division, though. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think what a lot of people are looking at is is Jonathan Druin was a guy that I, I know Nevada and I, we, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about Jonathan Druin for a very long time, and, and he's someone that, either we wanted to trade for or we wanted to to get him on the abs because uh, he he's an amazing player. And, right, we, we talk about he was drafted – he was a third overall pick in 2013, really hasn't uh, found his uh, mojo in the NHL. But like Nevada said, he did play with McKinnon in juniors, and, and hopefully that's, that's the connection that works. Uh, I mean, the, the abs added depth back – uh, my only issue with this team right now is we've seen this before. Can those depth guys score? The the Avs have had a very bad problem with those depth guys going absent. They can score, but they they haven't been able to. And and health, right? It's it's always the Avs with health. That that being said, I'll take the Avs to win the division. Uh, I'll take obviously them to make the playoffs. I'll take the over. Uh, 106 and a half, but I am not taking them uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, the the surgery that Nevada was referring to is a cartilage transplant surgery. Uh, it's usually career ending, so we'll see. We have two players dealing with it. One from two, one, ironically, on on some of the hosts for this uh, for this show's teams, Chicago Bulls and Colorado Avalanche, respectively. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Landis Gog. As well as Lonzo Ball. Really quickly, um, Nevada, can I get your picks for, for the Vavs? 
Uh, I do not have them winning the division. Uh, let's see. That'd be 53. I will go under on the points. Okay. Do you have them in the playoffs? Yes. It's four per. It's four per division, correct? Yes. Three. Okay. It's three and three, and then the. Um, oh, and then wild remaining points. Yeah. Gotcha. So each, All right, each cool. Division gets three. It just happened to break out three and three last year. So, so you mean four and four? Four and four. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The very next team that finished second place last year was the Dallas Stars. Finals odds plus 1,400. Win the division plus 170. Make the playoffs minus 750. Miss the playoffs plus 500. Over under is set at 105 and a half. Over to you, Nevada. All righty. Dallas Stars added Matt Duchesne, uh, Craig Smith, the winger, Sam Steele, a winger. And Gavin, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, defenseman. Uh, they lost Max <laughs> Domi, who was a gritty guy. Uh, Bay Ruther. Sure, why not? Um, Luke Glendening, who was a solid center, and Colin Miller, Colin Miller on the defense. I really like the Dallas Stars. Um, they add, they get better with Duchesne, um, who always plays well. Uh, just a couple of years ago, he had 86 points, um, and he's 32 years old. So he's still producing at a high rate. Um, he's not going to get as many minutes, but he's still going to be a very good contributor. Uh, the biggest thing that Dallas has going for him is their core. Uh, they have one of the best defensemen in Miro Hiskinen. Uh, they have Jason Robertson, who was on track for – I want to say it was like 40 or 50 goals um, and 100 points. Rupe Hens has really developed uh, last year. And then it all comes down to their goalie, Jake Ottinger, the Otter. Um, I don't see any signs of them slowing down. They still got Pavelski. So I, I really like the stars here. I have them winning the division over on points. Um, I don't know about Cup. I think they'll win the division for sure. Yeah, I I think the core of of Dallas's roster is the same. I I do agree. Duchesne is a uh, a big addition for this team. Um, I just I I think that a lot of the players on their team either had breakout years or they had major rebound seasons. Um. I don't think Ottinger is going to be as good uh, as he was last year. I don't. I, I think their defense is going to let him down, uh, and I don't think they're going to get that that same performance um, out of the players that they did last year. Now they did have 108 points last year. Uh, I I I just don't think they're going to be as as good as Nevada says. <laughs> Uh, I'll take them to make the playoffs, but I'll go under on 105 and a half for their point totals. Yeah, so I'll take the under on the point totals. I'll take yes to make the playoffs, and I do not have them winning the division. All 
Uh, sorry, very, I was waiting on Eric for some reason. My man, I forgot he's mute right now. Uh, very next team on this list is the third place finishing in 2022 Minnesota Wild. Finals odds plus 3,000 to win the division is plus 650. To make the playoffs, minus 200. To miss the playoffs, plus 160. Over under on points is set at 95 and a half. Over you, Nevada. So Minnesota added Pat Maroon, um, affectionately known as Fat Pat. Uh, <laughs> the, the, lost... the dude just collects Stanley Cups, by the way. He does. He does. Um, they lost a fair amount of offense um, from quote-unquote depth guys, but they also lost Matt Dumba, who was kind of a frustrating defenseman. Um, sometimes he'd be good. Sometimes he'd disappear. Um, and then John Klingberg, who's only an offensive defenseman. He can't defend worth dick. Um, so they do lose some size and grit. Um, they're really going to try to bank on the younger guys coming up. Uh, Backfilling on the defensive side with uh, Brock Faber, who I believe would be in his second year or at least uh, first full year. Marco Rossi, hoping to have him take another step. Uh, Matthew Boldy to continue to uh, perform well. And then the superstar, Real Kaprizov, um, who's done nothing but score since he got here in the league. Um, I, I don't know about Minnesota. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do with their goalie situation because they still got that really good goalie in Jesper Walstead who's still in the minors, but he's supposed to be the future. Um, may see some playing time this year. Otherwise, um, what was, what was the odds for, uh, points and playoffs? 95 and a half over under and to miss the playoffs is plus 160 to make is minus 200. I will go, I will say they missed the playoffs. 96. I will say, Ooh, it's tight. Um, under 96 points. No doubt. No doubt. I have uh, Minnesota going over. I'll take them yes to make the playoffs and yes to win the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem with the Wild is, like Nevada said, when, when Kaprizov is not on the ice, the, the, the Wild don't score. And, and relying on uh, Philip Gustafson is not the way to go for the Wild. Um, 95 and a half, I, I think, is a fantastic line for a team that won, uh, the, for a team that had 103 points last year and 11 overtime losses. Um, I think the – man – <laughs> it's 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 a great oh. line. I think that Minnesota still has enough class to make the playoffs. Uh minus 200, I think I think you see it right there. My, minus 200. Um Man, that's a great I am going to take over 95 and a half though. And obviously they're not winning the Stanley Cup or the division. They are winning the division. Okay. 
Very next team on this list is the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets finished fourth last year. To win the Stanley Cup is plus 5,000. To win the division is plus 900. To make the playoffs is minus 140. To miss the playoffs is plus 110. And the over-under is set for 91.5. Over to you, Nevada. All righty. So Winnipeg added winger I, Alex I follow, Gabe Velarde, um, and uh, one of – Vegas's goalies, Laurent Brassois. Uh, they did have a couple of big departures, including Pierre-Luc Dubois, who moved over to L.A. Uh, Blake Wheeler's no longer there. Sam, Sam Gagne's gone. Um, this is a team that I think we kind of saw it last year, really struggled, um, and they've lost big offensive pieces in Dubois and Wheeler. Um and I think their goaltender, um, why am I drawing a blank? Connor Hellebuke. Hellebuke. Uh, I expect him to be traded before the trade deadline uh, to a team that's, you know, going to be competing for the playoffs. I, I don't have high hopes for Winnipeg. I, I think they definitely got worse. Um, kind of a quasi rebuild, but um, I, I don't have them. Um, I don't have them win the division. I don't have them in the playoffs. And I think I'll have them under on the points, uh, especially once they get rid of Hellebuck. Yeah, Winnipeg is is, is doing a teardown while trying to compete at the same time. And it's yeah. not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, give me the under points. No to make the playoffs at plus money is fantastic. And obviously I don't have them winning the division or the Stanley Cup if they're going that route. Uh, Winnipeg was the team that I highlighted last year as someone that I think could have made the playoffs. They, they ended up playing very, very well. But uh, uh, this year I'm out on Winnipeg. Um, yeah, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I think, I think they came out on top in the Dubois trade. Uh, I think Hellebuke stays. I think he plays great goaltender. I think they have a lot of quality players. Uh, maybe we're looking at like a Seattle Kraken from last year, like a lot of guys that can score 20 goals. Um, but as I say that, <laughs> I think they go over on points. I think they miss the playoffs. So I think they have over 91 points, but they miss the playoffs. And obviously, they don't win the division, and they don't win. By the way, I, I only think three teams from this division go to the playoffs. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Pacific Division stacked. <laughs> like, it is, it is, that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Uh, and Obviously, we'll cover that when we get to that division. But it uh, sounds to me like we're all in agreement with Winnipeg not making the playoffs. Um, I think Nick has them. You said under points, correct? Or over? I said over, over. points, but they're yeah. not making the playoffs. All right. On to the next team. We have the fifth place finishing last year, Nashville Predators. Uh, they have the uh, plus 7,500 finals odds, plus 1,800 to win the division, plus 160 to make the playoffs, minus 200 to miss the playoffs, and over under at 86 and a half. Uh, they – Lost their head coach this offseason, correct? They did. Okay. And St. Louis Blues also lost their head coach, but that was for 
for something else, correct? Like he stepped away like a week ago, or is that a different team that I'm confusing? No, that's uh, Columbus. Columbus Blue Jackets. God, those are the same team to me. It's like Emilio Estevez and Michael J. Fox. It's the same person. <laughs> over, over to you, Nevada. Uh, all righty. So Nashville, uh, they signed Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Gustav Nyquist, Dennis Gorianov, Luke Shen, um, and not players, but they got a new GM and Barry Trotz, the longtime head coach. And their new head coach is Andrew Brunette, um, who famously uh, led the Panthers to the President's Trophy a couple years ago and then was the offensive guru for the Devils last year. Uh, players who are on the outs with Nashville, obviously Matt Duchesne, now that he's in Dallas. Ryan Johansson moved on to Colorado, Cal Foot, and then obviously their GM and head coach. Uh, I, I like... Nashville, um, I think they're going to be a good competing team. They still have Roman Yossi, who's a perennial uh, Norris candidate for best defenseman, and they have a number one goalie in UC Soros. So they aren't rebuilding. They just retooled with basically different leadership. Um, so I, I think they're going to be an interesting team, uh, especially with Andrew Burnett leading the charge. It'll be interesting to see what kind of system they start running and, and how that all molds together. Uh, but kind of like what we mentioned earlier, I, I don't have Nashville in the playoffs. What's the uh, over-under on points? 86 and a half. I, I'm going to take – I'll take the over-on points um, in large part due to UC Soros. Um, so yeah, no on playoffs and over on points. Yeah, I, I think Nashville is going to be my 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 twenty four twenty five darlings, right? I, I don't think Barry Trotz has put his stamp on this uh, team yet. Um, I like Soros, I like Yossi, I like O'Reilly, I like Nyquist, I like Shen. All the guys that they brought in, I like. Uh, behind those five players I named. It might as well be Nevada and I suiting up to 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 get out there and, and skate. I don't skate very well. Um, I, Barry Trotz is a very very interesting GM. If he can take his time in the NHL as a coach, in which uh, how many years did he coach? Basically, he has made twenty or thirty years. Yeah, he has made fourteen Stanley Cup playoffs or 14 playoff appearances and has won a Stanley cup. He has coached in over 1800 games and he's won 900 of them and, and, and only lost 670 of them. I, I mean, he, he is a very, very good coach. Will he be a good GM? <laughs> I don't know, but he's at least hired another very, very good head coach. I, I want I want Nashville over points. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think Nashville this year gets in a wild card race that shows some of their younger guys that they can compete in the NHL and look out for Nashville to be a threat in 24-25 with the amount of draft picks and expertise that they have on that team. I have no fucking clue where the goal scoring is coming <laughs> from on this team. 
<laughs> so for them to be competitive, it's going to take something special, I think. Uh, the A miracle. Point, the points are – I think it's set perfectly. 86 and a half is <sighs> – I mean, even a bad team can get 90 points. So give me the Oberon points. I'm going to take no to make the playoffs. And I would not be surprised if they end up with some wild differential, like minus 40. <laughs> so obviously, since I don't have to make the playoffs division winner Stanley Cup, that without being said. But we'll move on to the sixth place team, St. Louis Blues, plus 7,500 as well to make the finals or sorry, to win the Stanley Cup, plus 1,800 to win the division, plus 160 to miss the play, to make the playoffs, minus 200 to miss the playoffs, also at 86 and a half. So it's the same. St. Louis Blues just have the same odds as uh, for everything across the board. Uh, go ahead, Devin. Yep. So uh, St. Louis added center Kevin Hayes from um, Philadelphia. He's a very good uh, center. They also added Oscar uh, Sundquist, who comes over from Minnesota. Um, as far as people who left, they didn't lose a, really a ton of depth or anything. Um, I guess maybe Tyler Pitlick at a center position, but he wasn't necessarily – certainly wasn't a number one, really wasn't a number two. So they didn't lose a lot. Uh, they don't have Vladimir Tarasenko this year because he got traded to the Rangers – uh, the trade deadline, so that is something to consider. Or O'Reilly, but yep, but they do they did get Kasperi Kapanen from waivers and Jacob Vrana from the Red Wings. Uh, both of those guys have shown promise here and there, um, but we'll see if they can put it together for a full year. Obviously, the water bottle throwing mastermind of Jordan Bennington is really what the St. Louis uh, season hinges on. Fucking baby. Uh, yeah, so they were really in contention for the playoffs pretty much the entire year um, until they saw uh, they had losing streaks at towards the end of the year where they saw they went 3-9-2, and two, which pretty much uh, just drug them down to the bottom of the standings. Uh, they also had a pretty slow start to the beginning of the year. So they weren't getting the points they needed to. And then when it came towards the end of the year, they just couldn't quite uh, pull it together. So um, I have, I have St. Louis getting in at the three spot in the division. Um, and what was the points on that one? 86 and a half. Okay. Well, yeah, that's over. So um, I will go, Yes for playoffs and over for points. Yeah, I I think Nevada and I are hammering are are, are taking both sides. He's taking the the flip side of the, of the of the Blues that says, "Hey, Jordan Bennington does does figure it out," and and the Blues are able to effectively replace O'Reilly and Tarasenko, right? And and I, I think those are guys that are pulled them that pulled them out of that early slump, and that's why you saw them go into that late season slump. Uh, Jermaine's question for the Predators applies to the Blues. Who's going to score? Who's going to score on this team? Uh, I think the Blues yeah. are 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 in the worst the worst position of anybody in the Central right now. 
they are trying to undergo a rebuild with very, <laughs> very expensive players and almost no cap space or draft capital to get it done. <laughs> I think Jordan Bennington, when he starts to lose some games, loses his mental edge and becomes a friggin' baby. Uh, they signed uh, PK Subban's brother, right? And he's a decent, he's a he's a serviceable backup goalie. Yeah, right. Ma- oh, that was sorry. That was a question mark. Yeah, that was a question mark. I can yeah, look that up real quick. Malcolm Subban or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's um, like a two-three kind of goalie. Yeah, I mean they they also have a uh, a guy named Joel Hoffer who who has a total of eight games of NHL experience. We've seen teams like this, right? Whether you think the Blues can score or they have great offense or plenty of offensive talent, I don't think they have defense or goaltending to to even compete at all. Uh, I'm going to take them to miss the playoffs. I'm going to take under 86 and a half. Uh, and if it weren't for the Arizona Coyotes, I would pick the Blues to finish last in the Central. Mm. You can go to 10 different hockey sports reporters and you might get five thinking the Blues can make the playoffs this year and five thinking that they can't. This is really – just how you feel about this team. There's no consensus. It's either you're on one side or you're not. There is no in-between. I am taking Nick's side on this team. I am out. I don't like the moves they had. I don't like the direction they're trending. They're trying to rebuild, but they're not. So I'll take the under points, no, to make the playoffs. Uh, and obviously no for everything else across the board. Um, and we'll go ahead and move in. Anything else in the St. Louis Blues? No. We'll go ahead and move into the. Um, we'll go ahead and move into the Chicago Blackhawks, who finished eighth last year in this division. Uh, they're plus twenty thousand to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, it's pretty on brand. Plus thirteen thousand to win the division. Plus eight hundred to make the playoffs. Minus fourteen hundred <laughs> to miss the playoffs. Seventy-one and a half points. Um. Oh, me, oh, my, fuck me. On to you, Nevada. Uh, well, Eric, I think you can guess by those odds where everybody's going to land on this one. Um, that being said, the biggest story out of Chicago, obviously, is Connor Bedard, who's, I keep telling Jermaine, going to be the biggest bust ever. <laughs> Hurtful. Um, but he, he is a beast. He's he's even got a, the body ready to play right now. Um, so it'll be entertaining to see that. They also added Taylor Hall, who's been bouncing around the league, uh, former, I think he was number two overall pick. Uh, Nick Felino, Corey Perry, the worst player in the league. <laughs> Fuck total, Corey Perry. Total asshole. Um, and Ryan Donato. As far as people Ta- that have left. Taylor Hall was a first overall. First? Okay. Um, as far as players that have left Jonathan Taves. I guess he's technically left. He's still not signed, but um, he's not on the team right now. Um, and uh, backup goalie, Alex Stalock. Not that that means anything Their Their goaltending is not good anyway. Um, <laughs> I, so as far as the team itself goes, yeah, this is, this is going to be kind of a rough year. They're going to definitely have good moments, but, um, they got so many weaknesses, especially on the defense and goaltending. Uh, 
their defense might be one of the worst in the league, top to bottom, and then their goaltending goal does nothing for you. That being said, the the hype train that is Connor Bedard, he should be the real deal. Um, as far as prop bets, I think I have him over 30 goals this year um, and probably right around 70 points. So um, as far as their point total, 71 and a half. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go over because I think they're going to get into some high scoring matches. But not by much. It's I don't I don't see them winning forty games. Oh yeah, they might not even win thirty games unless unless Connor Bedard is just an absolutely Herculean, you know, player this year. And if that happens, Nevada's I think over seventy gets shattered, and he's probably closer to ninety. So uh, I don't think they win thirty games this year. They're they. Odds on favorite for worst goal differential if the Anaheim Ducks didn't exist. Um, obviously, I'll take. But can I? Put I think my it's going to be interesting to see how teams play Bedard um, because there is a lot of um, I don't want to say angst, but a lot of kind of I'll show you rookie, especially when it comes to guys like Bedard where they come into the league and they're touted as this great, wonderful, marvelous person or player. Mm -hmm. And people in the league are like, all right, we'll see how that's going to play out. And then they just, they play, they're going to play him hard and they're going to play him tough. But like I said, that guy is, he is built. He is already uh, filled out as far as his frame. He might get a little bit bigger, but I don't know if that's going to do any good for him. Um, but his, I don't think his body is going to be an issue, uh, regardless of how teams play him. So I'm going over. Uh, sorry, Dick. Let me just get this last. I for, I was struggling for with my decision. I'm going to go over, over on the point total. Uh, I think he is good enough to make a 15 point swing on a team such as the Blackhawks, even though the Blackhawks did get worse. Um, but I think he's that good to make that kind of a swing. And if they almost had 60 points last year, I'll take the over 71 and a half and uh, I'll take that shot at that. So we can probably agree that the three prospects in the last, we'll say two decades that, that have changed a franchise uh, were who Crosby Kane. And okay, hold on, hold on. Name them off one by one Crosby. Okay. Crosby came in the league 2004, 2005 season. The Pittsburgh uh, Penguins improved by zero points, right? However, Crosby, 39 goals, 63 assists, 102 points. All right, name the next one. Ovechkin. Ovechkin, okay? Alexander Ovechkin came in the league uh, in 2005, 2006 as well. The Capitals the year before, they, approved, they uh, improved 11 points. Ovechkin had uh, 52 goals. 54 assists, 106 points. Okay, give me the third one. I was going to say Patrick Kane, but I guess it would be Connor McDavid, right? Connor McDavid, right? The the, the last can't-miss prospect, right, that you would say. Uh, Connor McDavid. I already moved on. Let's see. McDavid, McDavid, McDavid. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Oilers actually 
No, the Oilers improved by eight points. Uh, McDavid in a shortened season, he only played 45 games, 16 goals, uh, 32 assists. If you move that over uh, 82 games, uh, that's somewhere in the region of 30 goals, uh, 60 assists, and over 100 points. However, something to keep note. So, so, so that's my that's my thought. These guys brought in Connor Bedard, obviously an amazing player. I th- I agree with Nevada. I think he gets over 100 points. Well. I, I agree with Nevada in saying that he's going to be very good. Uh, like, he he will get over a hundred points this year. That's that's not that's uh, that's that's not that's not something I I think is is I, I think that might be a might be a lock. Uh, one thing to look at though is I don't think the Blackhawks will be better. I want to take the under on seventy one and a half. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, one thing to look at though is Crosby came in the league 05-06. Uh, didn't do well with the Penguins, 58 points. The next year, the Penguins had 105 points. Took Ovechkin a little bit longer, right? And by a little bit longer, I mean two seasons. Came in the league 05-06. By 07-08, the Capitals had 94 points. The Oilers, the first full season that McDavid played, the Oilers had 103 points. This turnaround will be quick. It will be fast. And the Blackhawks will be very, very good in the Central in the next two to three years. Yeah, I think you swayed me. I'm gonna, Eric. I'm gonna switch mine to under on the points for the Blackhawks. I mean, if those guys didn't sway it, I thought 12 points was nothing, <laughs> but apparently, apparently, it's something on that. So uh, I'll go ahead and go with my gut and say under. Eric uh, also, Eric also said Austin Matthews. Let's just let's just for for. <laughs> look up Austin Matthews. So he came in the league 16 17. Uh, he had in 82 games, he had 40 goals, 29 assists. That's 69 points. And the Maple Leafs, well, the 2016 2017 Maple Leafs, who I think were loaded, uh, they had 95 points. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the last team in this division, Arizona Coyotes, finished seventh last year, 25. 25- thousand to win the Stanley Cup, twenty thousand to win the division, plus seven fifty to make the playoffs, minus twelve hundred to miss the playoffs, and seventy-four and a half points. Uh I'll just get out in front of this here. I hated their offseason. They still don't have a stadium. Give me the under. No to make the playoffs. What an absolute joke of a franchise. Go ahead, Nevada. <laughs> uh was you said the points was seventy four and a half? Seventy four and a half, correct, yeah. Okay. Um, so as far as Arizona is concerned, uh, they have added Logan Cooley, who will be technically a rookie this year. Uh, Jason Zucker, winger, Alex Kerfoot, winger, Nick Bustad, center, Matt Dumba, who comes over from Minnesota, Sean Dersey, who comes over from uh, the Kings, Troy Stetcher, defense, and Travis Dermott, also defense. Uh, as far as people they lose, uh, really, the only one of note is Christian Fisher, a winger. Um, he was a solid depth piece. Other than that, uh, the only other no- notable names would be probably uh, Zach Cassian, who's old as shit, and Patrick Nimeth, who's meh for defense. Who was um, meh in his prime. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Arizona, I, I don't have them playoffs. Um, I will 74. I think they will be over on points. Uh, I Logan Cooley might 
I don't, I don't have the odds in front of you, but he might be a good bet for the Calder Trophy, the Rookie of the Year. Obviously, Bedard's more than likely the favorite, but uh, depending on what Logan Cooley's at, that could be a, a very good value bet. Uh, the defense is okay. Uh, I think the the best defenseman they're going to have is Sean Dersey. He's a solid uh, defenseman. And really it comes down to their goalie play. As long as they keep their goalies, um, the big one is Carl Vemelka. He's a really good goalie. He's just undervalued. Um, he's got a super good contract. So they very well could end up trading him to some sort of contender, kind of like what Hellebuck would do, uh, just because he is very attractive to other teams. But he keeps them in a lot of games. Their offense, I think, is better, especially with Logan Cooley. He's already had a couple of insane uh, goals in the preseason just this past couple of weeks. So um, I think Arizona is definitely a team on the upswing. Um, their draft was kind of odd. I think we talked about that prior. Don't know. Some of the picks they made seemed kind of like a reach, but those guys are still a couple years away, so – to be determined, but I definitely think Arizona's on, on the upswing and Logan Cooley is going to be fun to watch along with uh, Bedard in Chicago. Yeah, I, I I think the the Coyotes are a team that that is in need of what's happening right now. They are doing a complete house remodel where they strip out everything in the house because everything is broken and you slowly build it up including the stadium right and if you're looking yeah. if if you're looking to if you have the time and the money and the patience to completely rebuild your house sticking with the metaphor it will pay off for you in the end because it has not paid off for the Phoenix Coyotes since they be or since the for the Arizona Coyotes 2014-2015 was the first time they started calling themselves the Arizona Coyotes. I'm going to read off their win percentage or their points percentage each year. Are you guys ready? Okay. Uh 2014 starting in 2014, 2015, 34%, 47%, 42%, 42%, 52%, 58%, 34%, 44%, 42%. This has been a roller coaster of a Coyotes team that I don't know what we're going to get from them. And I still think, to stick with the metaphor, the house is nowhere near built yet because <laughs> you don't even have a backyard yet. You don't even have somewhere you can send the kids out to play yet. Uh, yeah. 70 points last year. I think they improve whether it's to 75 points. <laughs> I don't know. Two games. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, two, yeah, that's that's two games. And they had 14 overtime losses last year. I'll, I'll take the over 74 and a half for the Coyotes. I So Logan Cooley is for sure playing this season? They called him up already? Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Oh, okay. Uh, then yeah, I'll take the over on the points. I'm excited to see him with Clayton Keller on that first line. I think uh, I think they <laughs> they might actually have one of the younger, exciting duos that is gonna you know that people will talk about 
for as darlings in the future as Nick has Nashville Predators booked. Coyotes might have a, a duo that might be making noise in in two years with with Clayton Keller and and Logan Cooley. So, um, I, I don't know. The Arizona might actually be a team you have to watch, even though they have five thousand fans in their stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Five thousand fans, uh, fans, and then a frat party afterwards. Hell yeah, oons oons, right in Logan Cooley's wheelhouse, bro. <laughs> you guys got anything else for the NHL breakdown before we get into the NBA? No, go Abs. Uh, I would say go Blackhawks, but it's gonna be rough this year. Just hey, but we got. Hey, we got Bedard, baby. That's <laughs> all that matters. Nail Yakupov, 2.0. Oh. oh, that's hurtful. Hurtful. That It really chaps about his ass that the Blackhawks got Connor Bedard, which actually makes it that much better. Can't wait to see him in an Avs jersey 10 years down the road. <laughs> hey, you guys really need to knock it off. You're harshing my vibe over here. <laughs> hey, nothing can harsh my vibe. I believe it's official. Do you believe in miracles, Nevada? The Rockies have lost 100 games for the first time in their franchise history. I can't, I can't believe you guys are cheering for that. It's, it's despicable. Suck it, Marford. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, why don't you focus on your team competing? Right, and, let us, and, let us, and let us have our victories, okay? We're competing our way out of the playoffs, sir. Hey, I don't know what you're talking hey, about. There's no, there's no deceleration. It's just positive and negative acceleration. <laughs> Change your rhetoric. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the NBA uh, futures portion of this podcast. Oh, my goodness. I'm fucking dying. Nevada's getting me sick through the screen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do the uh, Southwest Division, which consists of the Memphis Grizzlies, Dallas Mavericks, New Orleans Pelicans, Houston Rockets, and San Antonio Spurs. Uh, first, well, first team up. Wow, they are the favorite to win this division? Mm-hmm. That's absolute nonsense. All right, so first team up on this is none other than the Dallas Mavericks. That's crazy. That's bonkers. Uh, what what a long, strange trip it's taken Dallas to get here. The much maligned last year added Seth Curry, Dante Exum, Rashawn Holmes, Kyrie Irving, Derek Jones Jr., Markeith Morris, Dwight Powell, and Grant Williams, as well as a couple rookies that they took in the first round this year. Uh, their odds are... Plus 2,200 to, to win it all, plus 155 for the division, minus 220 to make the playoffs, and plus 175 to not make the playoffs. The under, over-under is set for 45 and a half. Uh, Eric, go ahead. Um, I like some of the additions. Um, I like some of the additions on the other rosters in this uh, division. So I'm going to go uh, to make the playoffs. Yes, they'll make the playoffs. And uh, – as far as their over under, I like where it's set. So, <laughs> man, this is so tough. I'm I'm gonna say under. Honestly, I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say they hit 44. They're barely a 500 team. Okay, okay. So, and you said they're not winning the division. 
No, no, they will not win the division. No, they will not. Okay, no, no. Uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, they can't be any worse than how they finished the the year after the trade deadline, right? Right. So, exactly. So, so let's let's play a scenario in which the Dallas the Dallas Mavericks don't blow it after the trade deadline. Um, I think Eric is is perfectly right though. This this uh, over under forty five and a half is a, is an amazing line. Would you take Eric? I took the under. Um, <laughs> it's a damn. good one. Uh, give me the give me the Mavericks Mavericks to make the playoffs. I don't think they're winning the division, and over. <laughs> but I'm but it's not it's not gonna be it's gonna be close. It's gonna be down to the wire. <laughs> oh man, the Dallas Mavericks. I actually love what they did this offseason. I really did. I didn't I don't think it makes them the odds on favorite for the division, which is kind of bizarre. I know the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be missing Ja Morant for, for a bit, and they did trade Tyus Jones, which hurts their prospects to stay afloat while he's gone. So that is pretty interesting. The New Orleans Pelicans, man, it's just the biggest what if. It's like, is Zion, is Zion going to play? Because if Zion plays, so I, this is interesting. Uh, I'll take Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I will take Dallas Mavericks to make the playoffs. Uh, that was reluctant as fuck. And um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's such a good line. <laughs> I'll take the hold on. I'll take the under. Okay. My Boys. goodness. My goodness. That's that's scary. So hold on for for this podcast. The are we considering play in? Yes, to make the playoffs. So we're picking ten teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're picking, to, I was thinking you have the eight that make it. If you make the plan, you still have to win that game and make the playoffs. Right. I think because this is going to be hard, man. I might, I should probably should have faded some of these specific teams. <laughs> All right, I'll stick with what I got. Ne- next team, first place in the division last year, the Memphis Grizzlies have a plus 2,800. Finals odds, that's right, to win it all, plus 2,800. To win the division, plus 160. To make the playoffs, minus 250. Plus 200 to miss the playoffs and 45 and a half over under. Identical to the Dallas Mavericks. Let me go ahead and get the additions that Memphis had this year. They uh, uh, got Josh Christopher in a trade from the Rockets. Desmond Bain got paid out. Derek Rose signed a multi-year deal. I don't know how he keeps sticking around in the league. And then Marcus Smart was traded uh, from the Celtics in a three-teams trade. And they also acquired Isaiah Todd from the Suns. <coughs> boy, oh, boy. This is a very interesting team. I think Marcus Smart's on the decline, and I'm not super sold on this trade. John Morant's out. I'll go ahead and open up the salvo here. I'll give the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt. Steven Adams got hurt. I'm taking the under. 
You know what? I'm nah, Grizzlies ain't making the playoffs this year. Interesting. I mean, if, they might make the play-in, but if we're doing playoffs, I don't have them making the, the playoffs. Uh, any one of you, any second now, boys. I can keep filibustering. Eric, go. Uh, I'm actually going to mirror what Jermaine did. Um, I'm taking under the missing John Morant. They don't have somebody who can run that offense. Um, even if they, even with John Morant, it's a low IQ offense. Um, I think the coach um, has no control over his locker room and his players. I think he should have been fired and will be fired after this year. They don't make the playoffs and they are under 45 and a half wins. If they break 40, I'll be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, let, let me look at Derek Rose real quick, but so you're bringing in a guy with John Morant, just looking at advanced statistics. You're trying to replace a guy in John Morant who contributes about six wins. His win share is about six. You're trying to replace him with Derek Rose, uh, who was who contributed zero win shares last year, and a guy in Marcus Smart who contributed three point seven <laughs> last year. So you're inherently going to drop. You're inherently going to drop about about three wins that puts him at 48 now Jermaine you said Jaron Jackson Jr. was injured Steven Adams were injured they're coming they're healthy right I mean ish they still got hurt last year's you know Steven Adams got hurt in February and missed the remainder of the year and Jaron Jackson uh well Jaron Jackson played in the FIBA basketball uh, world cup so I believe he's good for the season that's correct Right. I mean, can the Grizzlies keep up their impressive home winning streak of, of last year? They were 35 and six at home last year. I think that was a big driver of their 51 wins. So you, you take those three, those three wins away. So first of all, you, you're not getting John Morant to play the whole season, right? He's playing about, we'll say a three, two quarters of the season, right? So you, you take away two wins from John Morant right off the bat. You take away three wins because Marcus Smart is trying to replace him for those first 25 games. That's down five wins. I don't think they would go 35 and six at home again. I'll take the, the Memphis Grizzlies under. Uh, Jermaine makes a good point. Uh, Ty Jones was, was traded away for Marcus Smart, and they lost two wins in the trade. So Jones had a 5.7 win share. Marcus Smart, a 3.7 win share. I, it just makes more of my point. Uh, I will also take the, the – you know what? I, I might just I, – I was trying to find a point to disagree with both of you. <laughs> but I think, I, I, I think I'm think i going to take the, the Grizz to go under. I don't think they make the playoffs, and, and obviously they don't win the division. I think they make the play-in game, but nothing more than that. The Tyus Jones part of that trade is a lot bigger deal than people are talking about. And that is the primary reason why I am fading the Memphis Grizzlies this year. When John Morant went down, they had arguably the best backup point guard in all of basketball come in and run the show and generate great shots for shot makers. They don't have that anymore. Marcus Smart is not that. I, I love the way Marcus Smart plays basketball because he competes. And as long as you compete, I'm going to be in your wheelhouse. He is a low IQ player who thinks he is better than he is. It, it, Ego boosted by the talent around him. And, and 
and he doesn't shoot nearly as well as he thinks he shoots. And the Memphis Grizzlies needed more shooting, and Marcus Smart is not more shooting. Who's so, who's who's the one you said only had a or doesn't have a left hand? That's Jalen Brown. Oh, okay, all right. Jalen no Brown has no fucking handles. I've been saying this for like four to five years, and Eric was like, Eric has slowly but surely kept looking at me. He's just like, bro, this dude has less than handles. <laughs> like, Eric is so out on his handles now. It, it's frustrating to watch that man dribble the rock. Uh, we'll go into the next, uh, very next team, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans finished second last year there, plus five thousand to win the stanley cup plus 225 to win the division minus 150 to make the playoffs <laughs> plus 120 to miss the playoffs and 44 and a half is the over under uh let's get into some of the additions that the new uh new orleans pelicans had let me find them real quick sorry boys uh <clears throat> they re-signed herb jones uh, they signed ej liddell and cody zeller <laughs> um look man the biggest addition or the biggest attraction is what the fuck is happening with Zion. I am of the camp that I, I think Zion gets it together this year to play 60 games. And that that feels super generous. But when Zion Williamson is on the goddamn floor, he is truly special. Uh, <laughs> Nevada. Do you, what do you have about Lucas dribbling? So I don't know if you guys saw the clip. It was during, uh, I guess it was uh, camp or something like that, and they were doing these drills where they would have to throw the tennis ball up at the wall and catch it while still dribbling the basketball. And Luca was like two left hands. Like he'd throw the tennis ball and he'd dribble, lose it, and then lose the tennis ball, and he just – it was just terrible. So when you guys were talking about the uh, Jalen Brown's dribbling inefficiencies, it just reminded me of that video with Luca. I'll see if I can pull it up for you. See, but see, I, to that like note, like Luca, like in a game, he doesn't try to just dribble the shit out of it. Like he'll hold it and take a step back three, and he's you know not efficient, but he hits him from time to time. Jalen thinks he could fucking dribble, and he'll try to take people one on one, or he'll try to take on triple coverage with his non-existent handles. Next thing you know, the bar's flying off his knee into the fucking third row of the stands, and he's throwing his hands up like, why isn't nobody helping me? It's like, well, because you tried to dribble into triple coverage or triple teaming, and you have no handles, brother. That's what Look, happened. Looking like P.J. Tucker out there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's becoming like, – it makes me not want to watch Celtics games because it's – dude, just don't dribble. Just do what or, you do. Spot or, shoot and dunk on people. It's all you get, should do. Or get better at dribbling. That is also an option. <laughs> no, no, no. These, guys, these guys, once they get their checks, they don't want to get better, dude. Uh, not anymore. Uh, so New Orleans Pelicans, I have them winning the division. Yes, to make the playoffs, and I will take the over on the win total. Nice. I mean, here's here's the thing, right? And and I this is kind of the thing that I that I like to lean in when when I'm not too sure about something. Jermaine, you talk about Zion Williamson. But when he's on the court, he was on the court 29 games last year. The the Pelicans went 17 and 12 in those <laughs> games. In the 29 games he played, he contributed a win share of 3.6. If you put if you put that out to an eight 82 game season, 
That's 10.7 wins that Zion contributes. Let's 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 operate in a, in a land where he's not Greg Oden and, and he doesn't and and he makes some of those games. You improve the Pelicans by ten games, and they won forty two last year. Mm-hmm. Well, well, mm-hmm. you improve them by seven, right? Because he played. You improve them by seven. That's a forty nine <laughs> win team, and in a division like this, I think they might win. So, to your point, just adding advanced stats to your point, Jermaine. I want to, I, I, an NBA where Zion William, Williamson is playing is a good NBA. And therefore, I, I want to see that. I'll take the over on the Pelicans wins. I'll take them to make the playoffs. And I'll take plus 225 for them to win the division. Nice. Nice. Um, I don't think Zion plays more than 20 games. I'm still going to take the over because they got talent. Uh, and they do not make the playoffs or win their division. So you have the Rockets winning. The, you're not picking the fucking Spurs. There's no way you're picking the Spurs. We got to get to the next. My man's, my man's is just riding the hype train. That is absurd. If you're doing that, anything. All right, Houston Rockets added Dylan Brooks to a four-year astronomical contract. They added Jeff Green on a one-year deal. Aaron Holiday on a one-year deal. They signed my boy Jock Landale, star of the Lakers-Clippers game that Eric and I went to. And uh, Boba Marjanovic, one-year deal. And Fred Van Vliet on a three-year, I think he's getting paid, Patrick Mahomes money. Uh, it's it's Look, the Houston Rockets, if not anything, will be an interesting and incredibly entertaining team to watch. Um, they added Ime Doka, who I think is a good head coach. I don't like Jalen Green. I love Alperen Sengun. He's my guy. Uh, I hyped him up coming into the season last year, and he was looking like, uh, uh, you know, your wish, wish Jokic out there. Um, Jabari Smith is nice. Tari Eason's nice. They got talent on this team. I'm taking the over. I'm taking no to make the playoffs. I don't. I think those kids don't have the ability to swallow that ego. Uh, talking about their guards, not necessarily their forwards. Um, but this is going to be a fun, exciting team to watch, and and their core is going to grow together. I think Fred Van Vliet's a phenomenal floor general. I I I'm concerned with how his game is going to translate going forward. Uh, I don't. He didn't necessarily ever have the athleticism to be special at the NBA level, and it was starting to affect the efficiency of his play last year with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm wondering if a new environment, a new setting, a new team, you know, a team that actually believes in him with the amount of money they've invested changes that kind of thing. Uh, but he's definitely a point guard you want running your team. I don't like the way this team is constructed, though. I, I think they have a lot of lopsided pieces in one direction, and that is going to hurt them when they come against these teams that can really go into the paint and just headhunt two-point baskets and free throws, and that'll cap them, and that's going to be the reason why they can't make the playoffs. Uh, but over 31.5 seems like a very safe bet for me. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned it, right? And, and looking at cap status – Houston is about twenty-one, uh, about twenty-two million dollars under the luxury tax. Um, they they wanted to add 
a lot of they wanted to add a veteran presence, like you were saying. They got these young guards, right? Add veteran presences to, to this locker room to kind of coach these guys along. Uh, they added over thirty years of experience uh, in the uh, in in the off season. My question now is: Did they just add guys who were good role players on teams that had established players? Because it's very easy for 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 Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks to do what they did because they were on great teams, right? They were on great teams with where they didn't have to be the guy. If you're looking at Fred Van Fleet, to your point, Jermaine, Dylan Brooks, Jeff Green, to be your guy in Houston, that ain't it, dog. <laughs> uh, I think they play better defense than they did last year. Uh they're going to compete harder for sure. That is one thing I will guarantee from this team, which is not something we could guarantee last year. My thing is, is who the fuck is the starting lineup? Right. Yeah. You, that's, didn't, that's... you didn't pay Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks to not start. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, they're, they're definitely probably not going to have a minus eight point differential under Ime Adoku and, and certainly not going to allow 118.6 uh, points like they did last year. Uh, Boston allowed 111. Uh, if the Rockets still score at the same rate, they will still be lower than than that. They scored 110.7 uh, points per game last year. That was the lowest uh, in the Western Conference. I think 31 and a half is a great number. I, I think Fred Van Fleet right last year had 6.5 win shares added. Dylan Brooks and Jeff Green account for another three. Man, give me Houston under 31 and a half, but I think it's 30 or 31 wins. I think that's a big improvement, and that can show these young guys that Ime Adoku knows what's going on, and, and he knows how to coach, but they're they're years away from, from being where we're talking about them winning this division. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take the Rockets to win the division. Um, I'm going to take them to make the playoffs and the over. Uh, Ime is going to um, show everybody why the Boston Celtics are fucking retards. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jeff Green in conference finals. Uh, Jeff Green hasn't <laughs> uh, been on a team that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be dirty on defense. They're going to be dogs. Dylan Brooks is an absolute animal, except for when he's running his mouth. Um, just shut your mouth and play ball, and we'll be okay. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, the reason why I'm saying this is because I mentioned last week on the podcast that I believe James Harden would end up um, playing for the Clippers and Paul George would not go to Philly. It would be a three-team trade, and I believe the Rockets are going to be the third team involved in that trade, and they're going to bring in uh, Paul George. Um, and I fully expect them to uh, you know, win the division and make the playoffs with that addition of Paul George. I mean, this I could be completely off. I just had That's a dream. what I'm saying. I just, had, I just had a dream about it. It made sense. You know, Paul George, whatever. I know Houston's probably not the place he would want to go. Uh, but Philly's in a terrible situation with James Harden. I think James Harden would love to play with Kawhi Leonard and Balmer's the type of guy to pull the trigger on something like that. Um, and they are talking about blowing up the uh, Clippers anyway if it doesn't work. Um, so I do think, you know, it's a wild shot. I'm, it's fucking whatever. It is what it is, but this is what I'm going with. Rockets <laughs> to win the division, uh, to make the playoffs, and to be over um, 31 and a half wins. 
Uh, All right. Well, to, to, to your point, Eric, Ime Adoku, whether he was an assistant coach or a coach, has never had less than, I believe it was 42 wins. 43 wins with the 2019-2020 76ers. Uh, he has never, either as a uh, coach or head coach, or sorry, assistant coach or head coach, uh, finished outside the top eight. So that's something to look at. Now the teams he was an assistant coach on and a coach on were the Spurs, 76ers, and Celtics. So it's not, it's, it's, it's not like he was bringing this team up. Yeah, thank you. He It's pretty easy to win when you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Joel Embiid. This team does not have that. Look, uh, we're going to we're gonna find out if Ime is that dude. I didn't know Eric was Martin Luther and was going to hit us with, I had a dream, and just, just make up some fucking shit. But all right, dude, I, I enjoy it. Hey, plus 4,000 to win the division. You better bet that, Eric. <clears throat> Here we go. So uh, last team in this division is uh, last year's fifth-place team, San Antonio Spurs, who ended up with the number one overall pick. Their finals odds are plus 20,000. Their odds to win the division is 55,000. And to make the playoffs is plus 1,100. To miss the playoffs is minus 2,500. The over-under is set for 29 and a half. Uh, go, let me just reveal the players, and then I'll give it to you, Nick. Give me one second. So obviously they added Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and say that out the out the gate. Uh, they added Reggie Bullock, who gives him a nice depth wing piece who can be a three and D player. They uh, Julian Champagne uh, returned on a four year deal. Trey Jones was brought back to be backup point guard again. Sandro. Mamukevich Lavi signed a two-year deal, and Seti Osman and Lamar Stevens joined via trade with the Cavs and Heat. Uh, go ahead, Nick. I'm looking up when Tim Duncan was drafted, what the Spurs record was. 97-98, Tim Duncan was drafted. It's the wrong one. Tim Duncan played 82 games. Uh, the Spurs finished second in the Midwest after finishing with 20 wins the season before. Man. <laughs> yeah, but that team is an anomaly. David Robinson missed most of the year prior, which allowed them to secure the number one seed and pair Tim Duncan with the Admiral, giving them what is affectionately known as the Twin Towers. That's essentially uh, if Jokic got hurt last year, sat out all year, they got the number one pick, and then Jokic came back, and they had the number one pick, and it was a generational talent. Like That's exactly what that situation would be. Okay. I mean, I you guys didn't give me a chance to say, now that's probably not the norm. <laughs> but uh, you, you guys just said it in in lesser in, in better terms. Uh, I, I got a question for you, Jermaine or Eric. Is Wembenyama worth seven wins? Seven and a half wins? So the, the Spurs returned 14 players off their off their roster. So it's 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 largely the same team. So is he is is he worth seven and a half wins? That's that's all. That's the question I'm going to ask, and then I'll give you my pick. I think with Pop, he is worth seven and a half wins. That's my honest opinion because Pop will maximize whatever he has in him now. I know his ceiling is crazy high, but whatever he's at now, Mac Pop will maximize it out of him. Jermaine, <laughs> I just don't like this roster they have around him. I'm going to go with no, man. All right, Eric. Is Wembenyama good for eight and eight wins? 
I mean, you know, I'm going to say I'm, yes I'm to seven take, and a half. I'm, I'm going to say yes to eight. I'm going to take the under 29 and a half. I, I, I think Jermaine makes a good, make, makes a good point. You returned 14 players from this roster that got you, <laughs> that got you. Number 20, one pick. Right. 22 wins and a number one pick. Just adding the number one pick to that doesn't all of a sudden make you this great team. And that's my question, right? Does Wembenyama give them the eight wins that they need? Uh, is he built for the NBA? My, I mean, everybody in the NBA seemed to be like, wow, this kid. Is he built to clang and bang in the NBA? I know it's not a clang and bang in league as much as it used to be. He plays a different style as well, so I don't think the clanging and banging is going to be that much. But one thing I will say is their differential last year was 10.1. Right. I don't think Wembenyama offensively and defensively gets them that high out of the differential to affect their winning. I don't think, I don't think that happens in an extremely competitive Western Conference. Um, well, take, I, think, I, think, I think he, he can be – I think he can be special because he played in the Euro League. I really do. I still don't think it's going to translate to wins, and that is the question that we're asking right now. Right. Well, well, take a team like the Portland Trailblazers. Right. The Spurs had generally the same points per game as they as they did, but the the Trailblazers had six less opponent opponents points per game. The Portland Trailblazers only won thirty three games last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a seasoned dame, with with Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, like they have, you know, Jeremy Grant, they have players on that team. Look, I don't think it. I don't think it's going to translate to wins this year. But I think it's sophomore year. I'll, I'm taking the over on that. So give me the under for the Spurs on this one. I will. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'll happily be wrong. Uh, I'll take the under and then know to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, no to make the playoffs. Um, and I think they win 29 games exactly, so I'm going to take the under. <laughs> Bro, it's a really great line also. Like, that's the thing that, yeah, like Vegas knows what the fuck they're doing. That's a great line. <clears throat> Nick, did you already say yours? I must have missed it. My yeah, yeah, no yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, going, I'm going no. No's across the board and then under. Okay. Sweet. All right, so uh, that wraps up our Southwest Division. Uh, I have the New Orleans Pelicans winning. Uh, Martin Luther has the Houston Rockets winning, and Martin Luther uh, King. Remember, he's not doing a ninety. He's not doing his ninety-nine <laughs> theses. And and Nick also took the Pelicans to win this division. Um, oh, it, look, this this division. <laughs> Could so finish hard. the complete opposite direction. <laughs> like that is how crazy this division is, and you know, like as Eric alluded to, t- picking these futures is crazy, especially with the way trades happen. We could wake up tomorrow and Dame Lillard's a spur. So, you know, that's a very real thing that could happen. Um, thanks for joining us for the NHL uh, Centrals NBA Southwest. You guys got anything else for the tens and tens? No, nope. thank God for Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by our by our non-sponsored sponsor Nyquil. <laughs> All <Blue> right, <laughs> for myself, <laughs> you said Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> for myself, Jamaica Lomendis. For my Carlos Nicholas Moran. For EPE and Nutty Putty. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>